0: Section 4 of Stratagems and Conspiracies to Defraud Life Insurance Companies. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Stratagems and Conspiracies to Defraud Life Insurance Companies an authentic record of remarkable cases by john b lewis and charles c bomba pretended death part four substitution of a body or padding that history repeats itself is frequently shown in the substitution of another body or of padding in a coffin at the time of burial there for example was franz tomachev in berlin in 1848 who had been heavily insured and who impelled by irresistible curiosity and disguised beyond recognition attended his own funeral but when the police were put upon the trail and disinterment took place the contents of the coffin was found to consist of stone and straw there was the case in eighteen seventy four of ooling a new york physician who was convicted of an attempt to swindle a local life company and sentenced to sing sing where he served out his term he certified to the death of an insured woman and the company was called upon for payment but suspicion led to an examination and it was disclosed that instead of a dead woman there were a hundred and odd pounds of bricks in the coffin for the death of the contents of which payment was demanded in another case the coffin was filled with sand this occurred in eighteen eighty at fillmore a village in andrew county missouri the coffin was supposed to contain the remains of james and was exhumed in consequence of well-grounded suspicions of fraud some time before Riggin had insured his life for the benefit of his aged mother and then left for the west soon afterward his brother-in-law received a letter announcing his death at north platte and going thither he returned with the coffin which was not opened because of the supposed decayed condition of the remains. Application being made for the insurance, investigation led to the discovery of the sand and exposure of an intended fraud, Regan being still alive and the principal agent in a conspiracy to defraud a life insurance company. A CASE? which merits more than a passing notice is that of vital Duis. one of the most remarkable of the london police is sergeant Druskovich. no one looking at the short blond mustached and rather dandified young man would suspect him of being the cleverest of detectives he speaks any number of languages and is therefore nearly always sent abroad when any case occurs in a non-english speaking country needing the services of an english detective in london his special work is among foreigners who go there as fugitives from justice druskovich was engaged to work up this case in eighteen sixty five vital a Bordeaux wine merchant insured his life to the amount of one hundred thousand francs in one of the insurance offices of Paris, after which he returned to his place of business at Bordeaux. Shortly afterward, he went to London in order to escape the consequence of a fraudulent bankruptcy. Some time later, his wife, clad in widow's weeds, presented herself at the insurance office with the legal documentary proofs of her husband's death suspicion was aroused in the minds of the insurance officials at paris the money was not paid and the case was forwarded to the british authorities for investigation sergeant druskovitch was called in And succeeded in ascertaining the following extraordinary facts. Arriving in London, Dua took up his residence at Ford's Hotel, giving the name of Roberti. Where, after remaining for a few days, he desired a French waiter at the hotel to write him out a certificate in English, purporting to be signed by Doctor Cutie, to the effect. That one Vital Dua had died on the twenty ninth of November eighteen sixty five of aneurism of the heart. On the first of December, this certificate was presented to the register of deaths at Plaistow by Dua, who now assumed the name of Bernardi, and the death was registered in the usual way it being stated that the body was then lying at number thirty two and street plaistow on the same day he procured a certificate from the register of deaths and thereupon the sexton of st patrick's cemetery low leighton ordered a grave to be dug dua alias Bernardi. Paid the regulated burial fees and appointed the following Sunday for the funeral. Having made these arrangements, he then went to the undertaker, to whom he gave the name of Rubini, and purchased a full-sized ready-made coffin in which he caused to be placed a thick lining of lead and the handles altered from the sides to the ends of the coffin in the manner usually adopted in france and other continental countries doua had the coffin conveyed to the cemetery himself being the chief and only mourner the coffin and supposed body were taken into the chapel of the cemetery where the burial services were read over it by the reverend mr and with all the ceremonies of the roman catholic church the ostensible remains of Dua were consigned to the earth the whole of these circumstances which in themselves were highly suspicious induced sergeant druskovich to apply for a license to exhume the coffin said to contain the body of vital this having been obtained sergeant druskovich and two persons who were personally acquainted with dua proceeded to the cemetery upon being exhumed the coffin was opened in the presence of the officers and the two witnesses who had attended for the purpose of identifying the body of dua and was found the whole of the burial was a sham the weight of the supposed body of dua had been made up for by the introduction of an additional quantity of metal to the lead lining upon these facts a warrant was granted for the apprehension of dua a search was immediately instituted by the officers and the result was that they discovered the delinquent had taken his departure for america and was thus beyond the pale of english law some time afterward he returned to europe and went to antwerp where in november eighteen sixty six he was arraigned before the criminal court for attempting to obtain sums of money from insurance companies by setting fire to goods he had insured at high rates two barrels of tar and the debris of cases which contained resin chips alcohol powder and charcoal were produced in court an antwerp underwriter had insured this property for twenty four thousand dollars against sea risks the prisoner represented that the cases and barrels contained laces and clocks valued at fifty thousand dollars for which he produced invoices